Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch broadcast, brought to you by your humble self, Micah, along with my partners in crime, Tyler, and the lusty voice of Birch. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Fabulous. I'll go. I'll take my turn. I'm Since sorry. The I didn't, awkward yeah, silence like Carr's interview with Josh Dubow today. Oh, oh hey. Oh. <laughs> Coming Shots out on early. fire today. Fired. Anyway, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Um so yeah. Yeah, good. Doing well. Just uh we've got a game this week. Getting ready for the game. Micah's over there choking on uh, <laughs> orange juice and pineapple combination. That ought to feel good, right in the old schnoz. Good way to start off the podcast. Micah can't talk right now. Birch, how are you doing? I'm doing fantabulous, you know? I'm surviving, uh, you know, hurricane gale force winds here in Utah. That's right. Yeah. Gale force winds this week. It was insane. Uh, but yeah, doing great. Um, I, don't, I didn't know if I was going to be this excited for the season to start. But man, I'm I'm getting I'm getting pumped. I'm hoping that we can uh, go on the road and you know pull off a victory here. But we'll I guess time will tell. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. East Coast game to start the season, and then we have to come home to an empty stadium. Like <laughs> I mean, that's kind of tough. Tough way and to play start the Saints. The, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get you know unless old Father Time comes over and doinks Drew Brees on the head with his father time staff then uh yeah they're gonna, our defense potentially could be carved up like a christmas ham so yeah not not the most um friendly way to start the season but you know what i guess trial by fire we're just gonna get right into it no no soft start it's all in or nothing so we'll just see what happens um oh boy i gotta get back into this podcast game here anywho Gentlemen, it is game week. Like you said, it's felt like a long summer. It's felt like I, I can't it's, remember. This year has been the longest year ever. Seriously. Yeah. Like I feel April like, was the longest year ever. I felt like I had talked to a buddy the other day and he said, I feel like it's still March. He's like, I feel like we've been <laughs> in March for like six months now. So I thought, you know, you nailed it right on the head. That's exactly what it's like. That's. I'm just ready to get 2020 over with, but not so fast, my friends. We have a little football to be played oh, Lee first. Corso, a little well Lee done. Corso action there. Yeah, you know you love That's it. That's why you listen to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, because you get stuff like that. At 100%, and you also get 100% political free podcast going on, like, I don't know, 40 episodes now, probably more than that, I don't know. I don't even know how many episodes we've done on my own podcast. What do you think of that? It's it's just when it's so good, 
you just don't even think about like how many times it's true how many times it's been so good (laughs) and i'm gonna follow that up with always family friendly (laughs) so 100 percent political free and family friendly oh my goodness anywho guys as I guess, you know what, we have no calls this week, so we're going to launch what we used to do. I think we skipped last season of doing this, but Tyler reminded me of this. Uh, We used to do a segment called Buy or Sell, but before we do that segment, gentlemen, this has been a question weighing on my mind. Powerade or Gatorade, which one and why? This is a shooting from the hip question. Birch, which one and why? Um, Gatorade because it's way more delicious and it was created at the University of Florida. Oh, so, I should have known of course, that. Gatorade. That's right, big Florida Gator fan. Except for you can Gatorade can take that cucumber melon flavor and just toss it out the window because it's garbage. Yeah, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Tyler, Powerade, Gatorade, and why? This is our sixty-first episode. Oh, my, I sold us way short. Yeah, so my I was bad. just counting. So the question, again, I'm sorry, I was I was counting. Uh, Powerade or Gatorade and why? Why one yes. is better than the other? Oh, that is a tough question because there Isn't are several. There are That's several, tough. There are several flavors. Uh, in both categories from both brands that I really, really enjoy. The classic cool blue uh, from Gatorade is like one of my all-time favorite drinks. That's fair. Um, but then Powerade had used to have one called Green Squall and one called Arctic Shatter. And I think they have since like changed them to some type of melon flavor and a cherry freeze or something like that. But that's yeah. a good question. Typically in my house, I'll have more Powerade than Gatorade because they have like the Powerade zero. And that's uh, what I typically drink. The blue kind, the red kind. Those are the two yeah, that but I enjoy. So I, there, there are no compromise here. No political. You can't, you, you got to pick one or the other, Tyler. You're, it's, it's for the rest of your life forever. Amen. Um, I'd probably pick Powerade. Oh, Powerade in the house. I like it. You know, I thought of this today because when I'm out in the heat, I always usually stop at a gas station. I'm sorry. Birch did say something about the Pepino Limon, and they could just, that is hot Arizona, stinky, rancid (laughs) garbage. Thank you. But the Sandia Melon one, Sandia Melon, that one is fire, if I may borrow a term from uh, the youngsters these days. Yeah, you know, I I I always stop at, a, at like a gas station or something like that, and I go, you know, they usually always have a you know have deals on them. Usually, Powerade you can find for a little bit cheaper than the Gatorade. Absolutely. But I always go for the Gatorade just because there's a little more flavor to me in the Gatorade. I like the dark blue Gatorade, whichever that one is. I don't know. I just look for the dark blue Gatorade. That's just got like I feel like the most power and flavor. But also recently, have you guys tried the green apple Gatorade? That's like Ooh. drinking a Jolly Rancher, and it's delicious. So, um, 
yeah, Gatorade for the win. I do have to. I, I will give a mad shout out to Powerade. Their their lemon. Uh, uh, I do like the lemon Powerade. I like that better than the Gatorade's lemon Powerade. But overall, um, at the end of the day, I, I'm gonna go with Gatorade. I, I like the flavors there. I'm with you guys though. That I tried that cucumber. I didn't even finish it. I think I had like. I kept like sipping it, thinking this'll get better, you know. I'll, no, I'll, it like, just adjust. tastes more and more moldy. It's right, disgusting. like you may as well just like why not come out with like pickle flavor? You know, if you've gone to cucumber, let's just go full pickle. A lot of people, in fact, I, I you know, during football, my football playing years, I would take two big tablespoons of pickle juice before and after practice. And when I started doing that, never had cramps again. True story. So. Yep. I uh, tell patients all the time to drink pickle juice if they have cramps or stuff at night. They're like, what do I do? The question is, or the answer truly is, I don't know, but try some pickle juice. Yeah. And and, and, uh, and since then, like I've kind of acquired a taste for it. It's actually quite delicious in my opinion, especially when I'm a little dehydrated. Like I could like sip out of a pickle jar. I think it's that good. So, oh. anywho. so before we go on. Yes. When I moved to New Mexico, speaking of pickles, okay, have you ever heard or seen such a concoction as this one I'm about to describe to you? It's called a Piccadilly. Yes. You've heard of that? I've heard of a Piccadilly, yeah. What is that? I, and I'm not talking like Piccadilly like in London. You know, now you've put me on the spot. I don't know. I've heard of Piccadilly, though. Oh, it is the most vile of treats that kids subject themselves down here in New Mexico. It's like it is. It's a shaved ice or snow cone shaved ice. And they put chopped up pickles in it. And they put flavoring in it. And then they put uh, like Kool-Aid packet on top just the packet so it's like sour as crap right it doesn't have sugar in the in the kool-aid packet and then they put like different candies nerds or like gummy sharks or gummy peach rings or things like that and then they actually eat that stuff like it's it's mind-boggling to me i i am i will never try it because it's absolutely vile pickles in a freaking shaved ice. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It's the stuff yeah. that they come up with down here. I don't know if it was like a dare, like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm high. I want you to try <laughs> this. You have to put pickles in your shaved ice if you lose fantasy football this week. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And, and then it somehow caught on. I don't know how it started, but good gravy. That is just vile. Sounds like something like late at night, you're you're snacky. And so you're just like, what do I have in my fridge? You're like a single dude. I've got some pickles. <laughs> I'll put some pickles in there. Oh, uh, I've got, got some uh, this. Candies. Yeah. I don't have sugar, but I have a Kool-Aid packet. I'll just sprinkle dinkle that on top there. See what happens. And uh, I just happen to have this blue raspberry syrup in my leftover from when my nephews came over. We'll, and we made snow cones. I've got a snow cone maker. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think I've got some ice in the freezer. I just pack it all in there and yeah, go to town. Yeah, it'll that's be weird. like a meal. Anyway, that's you know what you know what's if if I might if I might add on to that, 
I never realized until I went to the tropical islands of Hawaii. Um, but they like to put ice cream, vanilla ice cream in the bottom of their shaved ice. That is dead gum delicious. Oh my goodness. It's deadly. Oh. <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. And I'd never experienced that until, I don't know, I was probably in high school and I was like, what in the world? Like worlds opened up to me and, uh, I could see colors a little clearer. Um, yeah, my whole life, like I just, yeah, it was just made better by that. So, do they only do vanilla, or do they do other flavors, too? You know what? Ooh, at the, at was... the ice cream stand that I went to, it was just vanilla. Okay. Soft serve? So when or I like was in Hawaii last year, we had one. I had one that had macadamia nut ice cream in the bottom, and oh my goodness. Good heavens, Birch. Wow. I would always get the state Ooh. fair. It had, like, cotton candy, the vanilla ice cream in the bottom, some gummy worms in it. Uh, what? What? I think it was, like, a... What cotton candy? What else was there? I bet you, like I, I know raspberry. what wasn't in there. Pickles. No, no pickles. <laughs> no, because they're not heathen. You know. Good night. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, somebody explained that one too. But but you know what? Add that. Chalk that up to a list of all kinds of weird foods out there, man. That's just. I don't know. You have to. You gotta grow up eating that kind of stuff. I think. Oh heavens to Betsy! Please don't try it. <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, our say our segment, buy or sell. We're gonna start. Let's start at home, shall we, guys? Obviously, as we know, week one. But over, I feel like the past like three or four weeks, there's been a lot of hype surrounding Derek Carr. Not just like within our own organization, but kind of around the league. I feel like a lot of people are picking him for like dark horse MVP candidate. I've heard several different analysts say, oh, he's going to be MVP type form, all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like it's coming from a lot of places. Are you going to buy or sell the car hype of 2020? Tyler, we'll start with you. I think we kind of hit on that last week about, didn't we, when uh, Carr's brother picked him to be MVP and I laughed my head off? Yeah, I'm still laughing my head off. Um do I think he's going to have a good year? Sure, but I don't think he's going to be in any MVP races. I don't think, you know, he's... Birch sent out a a wise... Uh, he, he was on fire last week with stats, first off. And then yeah, he was. during the week, he was once again on fire. Raider Nation, how many 300-yard games did Derek Carr have last year? Birch, would you like to give us the answer to that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, first, I'd like to reveal your guys' guesses, though. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, I said three. Tyler said three. Micah went with two. And the answer is a whopping one. One he, game. Last week, the last week of the season against Denver, he did throw for 391 yards, but we still lost. Yeah, <clears throat> he did get in the two nineties a few times, but mm, no, he didn't. Two ninety is not three hundred. Last time I did my math, negative. Okay, Correct. so one game of three hundred yards does not an MVP make. Twenty-one touchdowns agree. and eight interceptions in a year does not an MVP make. I do not think. That car 
is consistent enough week to week to be considered in the MVP voting. I am waiting for him to prove me wrong, but since 2016, he has proven me right every year. So I'm going to take the sell on the hype surrounding Derek Carr winning the MVP. Do I think he's going to have a crappy year? No, I do not. He's got new weapons. He should have a good year. He should have an MVP type year. I want that, but I am selling it because I no longer have much faith in that happening. Birch, I turn the microphone (laughs) over to thee. Well, I'm, I might as well just pass it on to Micah because I 100% agree. Uh, I've been burned too many times. I, I, I mean, Derek Carr is a very likable guy, but, and maybe, you know, with him having this fire lit under his hiney, he might, you know, after all the talk, <laughs> the disrespect that's going around, supposedly. Um, Don't do ask him about him? that, though. Yeah. Maybe we should just have old Josh Dubow just, you know, <laughs> tweet out or ask him random questions about his stats or if <laughs> the beginning of each week, each game week and see what happens. <laughs> hey, go light a fire under him. I like it. But yeah, no, I, oh, I could see, I mean, our offensive line, we've, we've hit on that. They're massive. They got Josh Jacobs. You got all these weapons. But can they put it together? Can they throw the ball down the field? Um, I'm going to go with Sell as well because I've been, I mean, until he can prove us wrong, then there's no reason to buy into that hype, if you will. So, Sell. That's fair. This is tough because I feel like we've been at the bottom for so long. We so I'm going to buy it. You shouldn't feel gonna... that way. It's literally knowledge <laughs> that we have. I'm going to buy the hype. I'm going to buy the hype. And you oh. know why? Because I I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I just, I got a feeling. In the past seasons, like I've like, I've wanted it to be good. But I've always kind of known deep down, like, okay, this is going to be a rebuilding year. Okay, we don't, you know, we got brand new wide receivers. This is a, I don't, I just got a good feeling about this year, guys. I, I can't explain it. I'm just looking at, okay, I can't explain it. Let me explain it to you. I like Darren Waller. I think this dude's going to have another massive season. You know who I really like for Derek Carr? I like Hunter Renfro. I think that's going to be a guy. He's going to push for a thousand yards this year. Uh, he's going to be a sn- he's remember Derek Carr he's always he's one of these guys he needs to build trust he needs to have a relationship is with his wide receivers to 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 really kind of thrive with them well who's he going to have the most relationship with right now Hunter Renfro Darren Waller so I think Hunter Renfro is going to be kind of his go-to I do think Edwards and Ruggs get some love, especially Ruggs deeper down the field uh, on designed, you know, design plays for Ruggs. But I think when you get the ball in a Hunter Renfro's hands, into Darren Waller's hands, good things happen. So I like, um, I like that for Derek Carr. He's got two. Remember last year, everything was new. All his weapons were new. 
Now he's had a full season with them, full off season with them. Now two technically off seasons with them. Um, I also like Josh Jacobs going into his second year. I love that. And if we can keep him healthy, and it seems like the Raiders do a good job, uh, Gruden and company do a good job of balancing his touches. Sometimes I think he should get a few more touches, uh, especially, you know, when you're down at the goal line, etc. Um, but uh, I like Josh Jacobs in his second year. Our offensive line, I think, is just going to be an animal. Um, and I like... Uh, I like our defense. I like our young defensive backs. I know we haven't seen them play, but I, I just, I think Arnett's going to be the real deal. I think Trayvon Mullen's going to get better. Uh, are there going to be a few growing pains? Sure. But I think overall, I think they're going to be way better. I think our defense overall is going to be way better this year. So I think Carr and company, they're going to get more opportunities on the field. And I think Carr's going to capitalize. I like Derek Carr this year to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. And uh, I think uh, he's going to, I think he's going to do great things. I think the Raiders are going to go far this year. So I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy the hype. Hear me now. Believe me later. Mike is buying the hype on Derek Carr. So. Hot bold dang. prediction. Yep. Bold prediction, I guess. I'm just putting all my cards out on the table, pushing all the chips in because you know what I figure? Look, this is his last year, man. Yo, no more seven and nine seasons, eight and eight seasons. Like. The Raiders need to be a contender this year. And if they're not, I do. I think they'll shop Carr at the end of the year. I think I think Carr is done. So, because I don't think Mayock and Gruden, I mean, look, look what they did with Lynn Bowden Jr. I mean, I, they don't wait Shipped around. Shipped him out. Right, right. They don't wait around. And I think Mayock and Gruden, I, th- I honestly believe, um, it better, you know, we talked about the first five games this year. It, it's a ringer, man. They're, they're going to go through, it's going to be tough. But, I tell you what, if they come out like three and two, something like that, I think uh, you're going to be doing just fine. Uh, But any kind of one and four type start or heaven forbid, oh, and five, um, I think Carr's seat gets pretty hot pretty quickly. Uh, And I think you see Mariota at some point this season, if if that starts to happen. If he's not on IR. That's true. Uh, From what (laughs) I heard, he was only going to be on for a few weeks. Hopefully that's true. Well, hopefully um, this is not a Arden Key prediction. Okay, okay, you know, <laughs> you just like you like Oh stuff, my! Huh? It just got really, really <laughs> yeah. hot in here. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next segment. Good grief. Um, <laughs> buy or sell starting Mitchell Trubisky over Nick Foles, the dude you just paid twenty-one oh million dollars. Are you buying or selling that merch? Uh, is there a, is there a good option? Uh, can you hold? You can hold your sock in that, I guess. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. There's I don't think Mitchell Trubisky should still be in the National Football League. Oh, ouch! Sorry, ouch. I I mean the Bears have had really good defenses, and then you have. Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback that does not very much. It's right. either the the quarterback in Chicago is terrible or their kicking game really sucks too. So <laughs> you know, it would just be just beautiful, sweet justice if like Carr goes off this year and Trubisky like gets replaced by Nick Foles and like the Bears have like a seven and nine, eight and eight type season and the Raiders have like a ten and six or eleven and five type season. And old Khalil Max just sitting over there in Chicago, like, 
what did I get myself into? Take me back. Take me right. back. Right. That would just be just juicy. Tyler, buying or selling Trubisky over Foles? Um, I've got to sell on that one, too. Trubisky's so bad. Like, yeah. but the trade for Foles and then giving him, I think it's $21 million guaranteed. I believe so. To yeah. back up. So they traded a fourth-round pick, took on his $21 million contract, and then they were like, nope, we're doubling down and we're going with Trubisky. It's just like, good heavens, what in the heck are they smoking in Chicago? <laughs> what is in the water over there? Like, that guy, Wow. That takes yeah. uh, that takes I, a lot of nerve, I guess, to pull off a trade like that, and then just be like, "That we're doubling down." I made a terrible trade, but uh, we're gonna start Trubisky and just make this even worse. Like the dumpster fire just grew in intensity, and uh, he's he's not even calling the fire department to put it out. So I am selling Trubisky over Foles. I think at some point Foles starts this season in Chicago. Hear me now, believe me later, in the words of Micah. But uh, I think Foles will push Trubisky out of the starting lineup, and they're still going to go like 6-10. and 10. So there's yeah, that I, I for think, you. I like that. I li- I'm going to sell, too. I think Trubisky's probably is a, is a really good backup. If you needed him for a couple of weeks, he's a good filler. But I don't buy Mitchell Trubisky as a starter in the NFL that's going to lead your team to, you know, 12 and 4, 11 and 5, um, you know, heading to the Super Bowl. I don't think you go to the Super Bowl with Mitchell Trubisky. We already know you go to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So I think you're right. I think at some point <laughs> the pressure is going to mount and uh, Nick Foles is going to get in there. And, um, uh, and, and Trubisky, yeah. Especially if things get off to a poor start, Trubisky's going to start feeling it. He's gonna have twenty one million dollars breathing down the back of his neck, and uh, and back down the back of the owners' necks as well. So, um, so we we are um, so I'm gonna keep with the quarterback thing theme on the buy or sell. Buy or sell. Ben Roethlisberger coming back and having a banger season for the Steelers. Birch. I'm gonna buy that one. Yeah. He's a. I mean, I think he'll come back. Um, he had a year off. He grew a. An amazing beard. He looked like Stinkin' yeah. Sasquatch. <laughs> he looked like a homeless person that snuck into Heinz Field on the sideline just enjoying himself. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll come back and have a good year. Um, uh, who's, who's, I mean, I know they have Juju. Who else do they have as a receiver? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, they got Connor, the, uh, Washington. James Conner. James Conner running back, running solid, back. solid running back. Uh, there's, they've got that, uh, what is it, DeAndre Washington? What's his, what's his De- first name? Uh, Deontay or something? Is it like James, Wash- James Washington? I don't know. Anywho, Sorry, yeah. Steelers fans. At, the one that played at Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they, they've got a few guys. They've got a, a massive tight end. I forget his name, but that dude's a beast. They've got um, Eric Ebron. Yeah, they've got Ebron oh, now. that's the, right. The often hurt Eric Ebron. Um, uh, no, I'm thinking of, well, Ebron gets hurt too. I'm thinking of Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert's always hurt. Good night, living. Don't pick him up in fantasy. That just makes me mad now. That's why I'm not Is he in Jacksonville now? 
He might be. I think he is. He can get hurt over in Jacksonville now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to buy it too. I'm going to buy Ben Roethlisberger leading the Steelers. I think they'll actually, he'll actually take them back to the... Eh, I think... You know, I think we might have another classic. You know, we had it last year. Steelers, Raiders were like that top two vying for that final position. I could see the Steelers getting in either at the six or seven spot, and the Raiders are either at the six or seven spot. I think the Steelers and the Raiders are going to be vying for it down to the wire. I think Ben Roethlisberger gets the ship right back there in in Pittsburgh, unfortunately, um, and has that team. I mean, the Steelers have a good defense. They just missed that quarterback position. So yeah, I buy Ben Roethlisberger coming back and at least having one more good season. Tyler, I'll buy it too. Uh, I think um, last year they said that his his uh, his hand grip strength was so bad that he couldn't even hold on to a football. He couldn't grip it, and now he's got a lot more grip strength, which is I'm told that's pretty important when you're throwing a football. Um, yeah. Yes. And so uh, I, <laughs> I, I buy that because he's a he's a vet. The he he doesn't have the weapons that he had, you know, a couple yeah. years ago. Antonio Brown, Schuster. Maybe he could get, yeah, I hear Bell. Brown is looking for a job, man. Get AB back there. There you go. Doesn't Wait, is Hayward Bay still there? It's been like a year since we released that clown, but doesn't. Uh, Mike Tomlin deserve like the Nobel Pre- Peace Prize. I mean, look at the players on his team when they were just like, and where how they've ended up. Le'Veon Bell held out for an entire year and went to the Jets, and now he's getting held out for alleged hamstring injuries. Uh, and then you've got AB who's out of the league. I mean, just look, just with the Ross and and Roethlisberger yeah. doing what he did. Uh, in How did he keep is, all those guys together? And he kept all those guys together. Like the real winner of the Nobel Peace Prize should be Mike Tomlin. I hate to say that, good but point. good grief. Good point. Look at those egos that he kept together and made work for several years. That's just, that's impressive on on a, a human, uh, I don't know, a humanity saving level. You, you know what's, a, what's, what's weird? Um... Uh, is that they didn't like win more when you think about that he had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on the same team like how did you not like this do you think they blame the defense like Raiders car stands blame the defense for all of the Raiders problems I don't know I don't know okay. but, but that that is like one of those that's odd like somebody pointed out a while back who are the three that were on the same team and LSU is like Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. Uh, is it Tyron Matthew with them as well? Yeah, he he so. was there at LSU. I, I would, I think Fournette was there too. I, I yep. think Leonard Fournette was there, and it was like, how did they not win like the national title? You know, <laughs> like like every year that they were all there. Yeah, it's just kind of, kind of interesting. Now I look at the Steelers. Like I look back at that team, and I'm like. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and you had Juju Smith-Schuster for a year. Was it a year or two years, I think, maybe? Yeah, AB two. was there. I think they had two. Like, how did you guys not, like, go 13-3? and three? That, that stumps me. Anywho. All right, this next one, last one. Now, you have to pick 
who you want to buy stock in. Second-year quarterbacks, Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones for the Giants. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. Who would you buy stock in merch? I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Um, I just don't – I know he's got probably a few more weapons now that he's got DeAndre Hopkins. Right, right. Um, I don't even know who the wide receivers are for – I know they're Sterling Shepard for the Giants, um, but my roster knowledge of the Giants is very slim. I do like uh, the mobility of Kyler Murray, being able to create more outside of the pocket. Um, and obviously you got one of the best wide receivers in the game now with DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, I think that one for me is an easy one. I, I'm a Kyler Murray. Kyler? I think if you're looking at future potential, you've got to go with Murray as well. And I think a lot of that is is because Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, has tailored that offense to what he does best. And unfortunately, many times in the NFL, that doesn't happen where you like you're like, no, you're going to you're going to fit this mold of quarterback that I want and run this offense instead of them tailoring it to what their best, you know, what they do best. And so I think, I think Murray has way more upside. Birch mentioned uh, the weapons that he has. Kenyon Drake, uh, their running back is really good as well. If they can just protect Murray, that's what they need to work on now. Their offensive line is garbage, but um, it's it's not like the Giants' offensive line is a whole ton better either. So I would I would buy Kyler Murray um, over Daniel Jones, but it's going to be interesting because to see what Jones does this year, um, that he has Barkley and. But he still, like Birch said, he he's got like very few weapons offensively. In you've got basically Barkley and Sterling Shepard, and that is about it. Or and and then they've got uh, Evan Ingram actually at tight end. So decent tight end, just lacking kind of in the wide receiver. But I mean Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk, um, uh, Andy Isabella. Remember him. Uh, uh, little... I love that. Out oh, of yeah. ISU, correct? Uh, I thought he I, played at Iowa Maryland. State? I think he was at Maryland. I might be oh, wrong. Oh, yep, you're right. You're right. Yep, 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 yep. I'm incorrect. But anyway, wrong so Andy Isabella <laughs> and the ageless wonder Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, that's quite the quite the wide receiver room that can make a quarterback look better. Um, yeah. Note... Isabella played at University of Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. That's right. You know, this one was tough for me because, like, first off, we all understand, and I think everybody would agree. In fact, I think about 95% of NFL fans across the league would agree that Josh Jacobs was the rookie of the year, not Kyler Murray last year. That was ridiculous. And who Um, was the defensive player of the year? Uh, didn't they give that to uh, Bosa? Okay. Did, yep. Didn't they give it to the Bosa bro? Um, uh, I'm gonna go just because I'm like, if you ask me to buy stock now, thinking that like in the future it's gonna get better, I would go with Daniel Jones, and here's why. 
He's the prototypical quarterback. He only started 12 games last year. So missed out on a, on a quarter of the season. Still threw for over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions as a rookie. That's not bad at all. Um, and one thing that we're, I mean, sure, we have Mahomes heading into his third season. Um, but we've seen historically run a quarterbacks who have to move and shake a lot just don't last very long and kyler murray like you guys touched on that offensive line for arizona is hot stinky arizona garbage if i can use <laughs> tyler's uh, go uh, right tyler's on ahead phrasing. sir <laughs> thank you good sir um uh and and kyler murray like I kind of feel bad for the little fella. Like the dude is always running around, like scrambling <laughs> for his life. Literally, little fella. Yeah, literally, little fella. And that's the other thing. He's a. I mean, how tall is is uh, he's uh, like Kyler five Murray. eight? <laughs> I mean, everybody thought Russell Wilson would struggle, and he's five ten. Well, Russell Wilson's made it, but you know, you whack off two inches, and you're five eight. Like, are you serious? I just, I don't see Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, honestly, I think Kyler Murray is going to be kind of like a, not that I, I want him to get injured or anything, but I could see his story kind of ending up a little bit like uh, um, Robert Griffin III's. Like kind of comes out, everybody's like, oh, a lot of potential, a lot of promise. And then something happens, scrambling, blindside hit, you know, the offensive line just, you know, doesn't do its job like it normally does, doesn't do its job every snap. And uh, just takes a drubbing back there. And as far as for the future, I like Daniel Jones. I think they give him a couple more. You know, you you go, you know, figure the Giants have top six, top eight pick in the draft next year. You know, get him a wide receiver or two. Uh, And I think Daniel Jones in the long run, I think Daniel Jones will have a better career than Kyler Murray. So I'm going to buy stock in Daniel Jones, just because last year, again, 12 games, over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 87.7 rating for a rookie quarterback. I like it. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Giants are in good hands. We'll put it that way. So we'll see. Hear me now. Believe me later. Amen. All right, guys. What we're going to also do before we get into the Raider game, uh, obviously we're going to pick the Raider game, Raider Nation, give some bold predictions, score predictions, but we're also going to look at around the league really quickly. Uh, we're going to look at around the league and see a couple of the other more intriguing matchups of the week. Um, gentlemen, Titans, Broncos, let's start with that one right there. Uh, Titans keep the quarterback, keep King Henry in the backfield. Broncos, you've got Jerry Judy. Um, somebody who we all hoped the Raiders would pick up. Uh, what's their quarterback's name again? Uh, uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. You know, a young man out of Missouri who started to, you know, show some promise at the end of the year. Um, what do you guys see happening in that game? Tyler, we'll start with you. This week we found out, well, yesterday, uh, that, uh, Vaughn Miller is more than likely lost for the year. So that hurts. Um, The Broncos chances, I think of winning that game, Um, you know, and, and then on the opposite side, the Titans added Jadavian Clowney this week. So 
that's a, that's interesting. They their strong defense added another good defender. I read, I, I think, let's see, Mike Vrabel is the head coach of the Titans, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So it was a couple, it was like three or four years ago that Clowney had his best season ever. And guess who their defensive, I think it was their defensive coordinator was. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. And so he was either the D-line coach or the, or the, or the coordinator, the defensive coordinator, but the best he Clowney, his best year ever was when he was under the tutelage of Mike Vrabel. So I'm going to, are we doing like score predictions? Or are we just saying like, you win can just or pick lose? a winner. Yeah. Pick a winner. I'll take, I'll take the Titans in that game. By the way, we're going to keep track. So we could kind of have like a weekly winner, like a weekly, whoever's like, top of the heap basically for each pot you know as the weeks go on so we'll like keep track that. so tyler goes for the titans birch who you got um i also am going to lean towards the titans just because of their run game um with derrick henry um the broncos are are very intriguing um just because of their offensive weapons that they have now between um, Drew Locke, who, like you said, was starting to show promise the end of last season. Yeah. Jerry Judy, um, Cortland Sutton, uh, Melvin Gordon. Can't forget Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, kind of a, I don't kind of a jerk move by Elway bringing in uh, Gordon when Philip Lindsay's played his heart out being like a undrafted free agent, just done right. nothing but like improve. But, um, real underdog I like, story. I don't like John Elway anyway, but, yeah. um, freaking. And then they got that another re- what speedy receiver. Where was that kid out of TCU? I think something like that. They didn't take Rieger. No, there was another, no, he's out of Penn state. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, anyway, um, so that could be interesting. Um, the weather looks nice instead of snow like it was earlier in the week. So it should be should be a good game. Uh, but I, too, will go with the uh, Titans and King Henry. Yeah, I think the game's going to play perfectly for the Titans. I think it's, at, it's in Denver. Yeah. Um, but the Titans love that slow ground and pound. I think their defense is going to be hand, be able to handle the Denver Broncos. I'll take the Titans at a close one, like 20 to 14, something like that. So I'm going to go Titans as well. Um, Ty, or, or Birch, start this one off. We've got Dolphins at Patriots. The new look, New England Patriots. With Dolphins, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic's still with the Dolphins, correct? He hasn't He's moved. the starter. He, he, that guy moves around so much. I, sometimes I forget. Uh, and it's been a weird off season. That's right. Beard and all starting. I love that guy's beard. Just man. Like, you know, he could also play for the Vikings and fit right in. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> I digress. March dolphins travel to new England. Take on the Patriots. Who you got? Oh, wow. You picked a good one here. This is a tough game, but uh interesting fact with Fitzmagic. I sent this to you guys earlier. He 
is not far off from passing some of the great quarterbacks in the NFL history for the most passing yards, like Troy Aikman, Steve Young. Um, the man just keeps floating around, getting paychecks, throwing a few passes. Like he'll go right. off for his five, six touchdowns one game, then five interceptions the next game. But he keeps pulling out that Fitz magic. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we finally get to see who was who was the mastermind behind the Patriots. If it was Bill Belichick or if it was yep. Tom Brady, yep. it's doomsday for that. I am going to say that. Oh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Oh, Birch going with the Dolphins. Tyler, who you got? I've got the Patriots in this one, Bob. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, you know, I'm going to side with Birch on this one. I think the Patriots. I think the Patriots. Their soul has left, especially since Gronk came out of retirement. Was like. Oh yeah, I'll play with Brady in Tampa Bay. I think th- I think by the end of the year they're going to be a lot of Patriot players. Like about halfway through, they're going to be like looking over in Tampa Bay and being like, "Oh man, I wish I could be over there, part of that." Boy, those were good times, weren't they? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of distraction in New England. Guys, hear me now. Believe me later. Um, watch the Patriots. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year. I don't know if the Patriots are making the playoffs this year. Uh, and it's going to start with a loss to the Dolphins week one. I'm going to take the Dolphins close game just because I do give credit to the hoodie. I think he'll always, he's scheming. He's had, you know, six months to prepare for week one, but he just doesn't have the firepower there anymore. And I'm not sold on Cam Newton, to be honest with you. So, and in fact, I could see the Patriots train getting derailed pretty quickly if things start getting out of hand and Cam Newton starts pouting and moping around. Um, I could see that uh, getting bad fast. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. The upstart Dolphins getting the win there. Um, move on. Speaking of Brady, the Bucks travel to Nolan Saints' house. Hometown. Buccaneers, Saints, Battle of the Old Men, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tyler, who do you have? Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Um... It's hard, isn't it? I'm going to pick the Nolan Saints is who I'm going to pick in this game. Uh, I feel like this season at the very beginning is going to be people, teams, not people, but teams who have mostly stuck together are going to be the teams that come out victorious because they know the systems better. They know the plays better. You could be more diverse with your playbook. And the Saints through all of this have not really had much of a change. Now, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a Raiders fan. I don't... Competitive delve. advantage. Competitive advantage. Thank you, Dennis Allen, for dropping You're in. Welcome. That was Dennis Sorry. Allen, by the folks. By, by the way, folks. <laughs> Uh, who stopped by the podcast this evening. Uh, he's on his way to Nolens right now to, to coach their defense. But thank you, Dennis, for, for stopping by. Um, so I, I do feel that that is an, a big advantage is teams. Uh, if you look in, in Tampa, yeah, you've got Tom Brady, who may be the, the greatest of all time. Den, uh, you've got... Uh, uh, what's Arian? What's his... Bruce, Bruce Arian. Arian. 
uh, as the Arians, as the coach. Um, but you've got Gronk, you've got Fournette now, you've got Shady McCoy, you've got Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin. Is it Godwin or Goodwin? Godwin. Okay. Just like the guy on uh, Duck Dynasty, Godwin. One of my favorites, <laughs> That's right. by the way. Um, Classic. So they've got a lot of change, a lot of new players. I feel like the Saints are a better team anyways uh, because we're not playing football five years ago. We're playing football now. Had it been five years ago, I'd have taken the Buccaneers. But now everyone is walking around with wheelchairs and on their fifth back surgery at this point for the Buccaneers. So um, I'm going to take the Saints in not really a very close game. I would I would say that uh, the Saints hang like 31 and the Buccaneers might put up 17 or so. I like it. I like it. Tyler? or So Tyler goes with the Saints. Birch, how do you feel about that? Well, first of all, I need to apologize to Tyler for – <clears throat> rudely interrupting his his uh pick um i wasn't even I, mad it was dennis it was dennis <laughs> allen stopped by how could i be mad at that you gotta uh, love it when dennis stops by oh the old the good old days just bring back good memories there um tyler brings up some great points uh when in a season with no preseason games no off-season training i mean it could take a while for them to gel but they'll probably be gelling <laughs> when they come to Las Vegas and just lay the smack down on the Raiders. But that's a topic for another day. Um, <clears throat> I, too, am going to go with the Saints. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, this is tough. This one's a tough one for me just because... I mean, have you... Like, I feel like... The only time Brady in his career had this kind of firepower to throw to is when he had Randy Moss on the team. I mean, Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, Gronk. Who's their other massive tight end over there? Uh, um, O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. They had Cameron Brait, too, at one time. Right? Uh, They've got another big receiver. Who's the other? I'm missing somebody. I've left somebody out here. Because the Bucks had two massive wide receivers last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mike Evans and, uh, I don't remember now. Anywho, I just, I feel like. Oh, man, they had, gonna... uh, no, that was a long time ago. They had Vincent Jackson. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I thought they had two big bodied wide receivers over there. Didn't they pick up somebody from the Chargers? Maybe not. Vincent Maybe Jackson I'm... was from the Chargers, but that was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, anyhow, okay, I'm, I'm off, off topic here, but I think Brady, the Saints defense has always been a little bit shaky. Like they seem to come up in big moments, but boy, they, the Saints love winning those, you know, 37 to 34 type games. Um, but you know what, Bert or Tyler, you bring up a good point. Continuity in the off season, I think is going to be a big thing. I'm going to go with a close game, but I'm going to say the Saints take it. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Um, Final game before the Raider game. Packers-Vikings. Does Aaron Rodgers write the ship this year? Or uh, do the Vikings get one over and they just keep rolling? Because the Vikings, 
Get them some butter. They're on a roll. Birch, who you got? Oh. Another tough game here. Vikings, Packers. Um, Do I trust Kirk Cousins? (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, but... um, Where, where is this game being played? It's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Ooh, call. <laughs> That's a great this, channel, Yeah, this is a tough way. one because I could see Aaron Rodgers coming out guns blazing because they drafted Jordan Love to be his replacement, and he was, wants to say, you know what? You can take Not this. Not so and... fast, my friend. Yes, exactly, Lee. Thanks for joining the podcast, Lee Corso. Sorry. I'll I'll apologize in the next segment. <laughs> However, I am I think that the Vikings are a more complete team than the Packers. So I am going to go with the Vikings. I like it. Team. I like it. Birch with the Vikings. I'm surprised they haven't gotten a hold of them and made them change their name, actually. That, that does kind of surprise me if they changed the Redskins' name. But anyway, I digress. Tyler, <laughs> who you taking? This is difficult because when you look at, you know, weapons on offense, you've got Adam Jones, you've got Aaron Rodgers, um... You've got Devontae Adams. Right. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, they they don't really have their backup uh, or their number two wide receiver is Alan. I think it's Lazard or Lazard. I'm not sure how that you pronounce it, but they're not offensively. It's not a very uh, stacked roster. And Green Bay's. Achilles heel for the past several years has been their their defense not necessarily the offense because Aaron Rodgers elevates players around him right uh but the defense kind of stinks so I know that the Vikings who did they oh they traded for Ngakwe right yep yes they did and they also drafted Justin Jefferson out of LSU. And they got rid of uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and, and Adam I Thielen. Don't do they still have Everson Griffin, or did they get rid of him? No, he's gone. I just saw too that uh, they put uh, their best, well, their other good defensive end, Daniel Hunter, on IR with a neck injury. Uh oh. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Do they still have Harrison in the safety spot? Was it? Didn't, didn't I he, couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell. I, didn't he get canned? I thought they they shipped him on. I, thought I don't know. Free agency. Man, Maybe not. I don't. It feels like it's been. I like, feel like the off season was like two years ago. Yeah. It's in the words of Titanic. It's been eighty four <laughs> years. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Uh, 
GIF game is strong. It's too bad we can't do GIFs in a podcast. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 Dalvin Cook, uh, is pretty good. <laughs> he's a pretty good running back for the yeah, for the Vikings. I guess I'm just gonna. It breaks my soul. Uh, and I hope my dad doesn't hear this, but I think I'm going to, for the sake of competitiveness, I'm going to have to take the Vikings. Oh, wow. We're all in accord on the final one as well. Um, well, was there, there was really one game. The only game we didn't all pick the same one was the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, I was the lone ranger on that one. You were the lone ranger. That was kind of sad. Gosh, I even put my name by all the teams before we even started picking them. Um, I have to go with the Vikings too, guys. I think the Packers thing, I think Rodgers, especially if things don't start out well, like I could see Rodgers just kind of packing it in and just, no pun intended, um, and just being no. like, you know, I'm done. <laughs> you know, you guys want to, you guys want love, then you get love. Fine. I'll just take my services elsewhere. Heck, if, if. Carr doesn't have an MVP season. He might be taking his services to Las Vegas. Who knows? Um, but uh, can you I could see... speak that a little louder. <laughs> I could see. Um, I could see Carr just kind of be a or not Carr. I could see uh, Rogers just you know maybe six seven weeks into the season just being like eh whatever you know especially if they're like two and four or you know three and three or something like you know I could see him just being like. Yeah, you know, if you guys want Jordan Love so bad, then uh, here you go. Toss him in there. I'm done. So, um, his just his demeanor last year, like he was not into football. Like I don't know what was going on. I think he broke up with his girlfriend, Danica Patrick. <laughs> if, was that who it was last year, or was it somebody? She was sped it? away from him. It was really bad. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> gosh. Um. So boy. Uh. Uh. Anyway. Um. How do you recover from that? Um, <laughs> but all that to say, like, Rodgers just was not into playing football. And like you said, Tyler, if he doesn't have the good weapons around him, and it's kind of a grind week in, week out, I don't know. I could see Rodgers just being like, eh, fine. You know, like I said, you guys picked Jordan Love. What was it, like, 22nd overall or something like that, wherever they were? Um, I, I could see him just being like, here. Put him in if you guys want him so badly. Um, I'm done. So, all that to say. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think uh, a more cohesive unit. As you mentioned, Dalvin Cook's good. Plus, the Vikings have been getting it over on the Packers, it seems like, the past couple of years. So, uh, um, I could see it coming out of the gate. Vikings on fire. So, love me a little uh, Kirk Cousins action there. You know what I'm saying? He's How do you like so that? inconsistent, though. Like, the Vikings as a team are just, they love to be inconsistent. They're good during the regular season, then they suck in the playoffs. Well, they're you know good what? for you part know the... of the season, and then they suck for part of the season, then they're good in the playoffs, and then they suck again. It's just Maybe like, Rodgers needs to head over to Minnesota. There you go. There's a I'd match rather have him in Las Vegas. Hey, there you go. There you Don't go. Bunch... you dare. Yeah. The season hasn't even started, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> Come on. The Sorry. disrespect. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Well, okay, we'll all sink or swim, basically, except for one game. Uh, well, I guess we got one more. The Raider game, gentlemen. What you've all been waiting for. Week one versus the Panthers of Carolina. I want to know, are there Panthers in Carolina? Like, are there legit Black Panthers in Carolina? I don't know. 
I don't know. That would there be are in the Everglades, but that's in Florida. Well, then maybe they've crept up to Car- into the Carolinas. Gentlemen, uh, Tyler, let's start with you, my man. <laughs> Give us a couple of bold predictions. Or one, whatever you got in your crystal ball there. And then give us a score prediction. Usually we do an offense and a defense. Yes. Are we going to stick with that or are we changing it up this year? You know what? I think we go with tradition. What do okay. you guys? What, what I'm you... all about tradition. Me too. Dilly dilly. Tradition it is. <laughs> all right. So one offense, one defense, and then a score prediction as well? Yes, sir. Okay. If Darren Waller does not have over 150 yards receiving on the day going against Tyre Whitehead. There is something wrong with our offensive unit and our coaching staff. If yep. you can't isolate Tyre Whitehead in coverage and make him guard Jacobs out of the backfield, crap, Alec Ingold out of the backfield, that is a travesty. <laughs> So my bold prediction, bold prediction, is going to be the first one of the year on offense, Darren, my man, Waller. He's going to go for 175 and two touchdowns. Whoa. Okay. That is bold. I feel that's very bold. We're not, you know, that's... we're not like halfway bold predictions. That is a bold prediction. Yeah, straight it's probably up, borderline was... psychotic, but that's okay because he's <laughs> going to be against Tyre Whitehead. On the other side of the ball, we are going to hold Christian McCaffrey to under four yards a carry. He will average 3.8 yards a carry. Last year, he averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Our defense, believe this or not, was eighth against the run. Yep. And I feel like we've kind of improved the defensive line with Collins and a little bit better depth at the, uh, we got Hankins and Hurst and uh, Daniel Ross. The defensive end position is a little suspect still. We've talked about that. We're not all sold on Nassib and Key as the backups to Farrell and Crosby. But um, I I feel like we can hold Christian McCaffrey to uh, under 100 yards. And so that is going to be my bold prediction for the defense is that we hold Christian McCaffrey a.k.a. RB1 in most fantasy draft formats uh, to under 100 yards on the ground. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. In fact, I like it so much that did you read my notes? Because that's what I had. So am I allowed to go with my... Can we have both have the same bold prediction? Do I need to pick something different now? No, I'm good. I'm good with that. We did. We, it's not totally like fine. we collaborated. That's true. That's true. Birch? And then uh, I've got to give oh, a so score, score prediction. prediction. Yeah, score prediction. So score if prediction. if the Raiders cannot come out and beat a rookie head coach with brand new all-working parts, including a new quarterback, new offensive lineman, seven rookies on defense, a whole new coaching staff, 
if they can't come out and out coach that, they all need to be fired. So I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to win. It's going to be kind of ugly at first, but I think they'll put up 27 points to the, let's go 17, 27, 17. I like it. I like it a lot. Birch, what you got in the magical bag of Birch? Okay. Been running some numbers in my head. And so offensively, um, oh, God, I went back and forth with this one. This could be a, a duel in the, the Carolinas of, about, of the running backs between Jacobs and uh, McCaffrey. But I am going to go with our man, Hunter Renfro. He picks up where he left off at the end of the season. He goes for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, I like it. So, there's my offensive prediction. Defensively, oh, man. I'm going (laughs) to... Jonathan Abrams completes a full game without getting injured. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not my bull prediction. (laughs) No, because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to go with Damon Arnett comes away with one interception with the club hand, and he's going to come in for one sack off the edge on the corner blitz, getting old Teddy Bridgewater down. Um, So that's for defense. And then score prediction. I would, I mean, I agree with Tyler. I mean, if we can't come out ready to play, my only concern is I hope we are not overhyped. Like our, our, we're not, I mean, I don't think we're thinking we're the best team in the, in the league, but I just don't want us to go in too hyped up for this game to start the season. Just got to do what we do as they say. Um, But I'm going to say the Raiders do go on the road. Start off on the right foot. Pick up a W. I'm going to go with 34 to 21. We're going to put up some points uh, for once in our life. I like it. I like it. Um, You know, I had... So, bold prediction-wise, I'm going to go offense first. I think the offense blows everybody out of the water i'm gonna go well shoot I, you know it's that's kind of a score prediction so i'm gonna switch gears then i was my original thought or my i was originally and i told you guys this early in the week i said i think the raiders will win by double digits in fact i doubled down and i said 34 16 i think the raiders are gonna absolutely manhandle this game and everybody at the end of the week one is going to be going oh the raiders look pretty good going on the road to start the uh start the season um so I'll go defensively first. I did originally, I said McCa- they, the Raiders would hold McCaffrey to less than 100 yards. I don't know if this is bold or not, but I'm going to say Max Crosby picks off picks up where he left off last season. I'm going to say he starts off the game week one, two sacks. Two sacks for Max Crosby. Uh, uh, and he's going to he's he's gonna be looking like, a, he's going to be in defensive player of the year type form. And people think, are going to be going, good grief. 
this I guy's... think bold might be pushing it to three. Pushing it to three? How about this? I'll go two and a half then. He'll All get right. two solo, and then he'll <laughs> jump in there with uh, maybe with key or something like that. So we'll oh, go two gosh. and a half. Please. <laughs> the key love has Is started. Is key going to sniff the field? Uh, oh, he's going to have to sniff the field because we've got nobody else. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and then offensively, I'm going to go... Would this be bold? My offense originally was the score prediction, but I'm going to say Josh Jacobs overall does better than Christian McCaffrey. Numbers, you know, receiving yards, rushing yards, touchdowns. I'm going to go, I'll put Josh Jacobs over Christian McCaffrey just because Tyler, I'm with you. Our last year, that was kind of our strength, stopping the run. I think it got even better this year. I think the Panthers with a new quarterback, uh, a new offensive line, they're going to rely heavily on the run. What do they have? McCaffrey. They they know everything's going to be channeled through McCaffrey, especially through the first few weeks of the season. So I think it's going to be pretty, um, whatever you want, vanilla, bread and butter, whatever you want to call it. Everything's going to go through McCaffrey. I think the Raiders are going to be able to key in on that. And um, I think I think at the end of the day, McCaffrey, if you're a fantasy football owner, McCaffrey's going to have a pretty poor outing week one, at least, against the Raiders. And score prediction, like I said earlier, I'm going to go 34-16. I think the Panthers drive a few times, but I think the Raiders' defense bends, doesn't break, holds them to three different separate, three separate times to field goals. They'll get one touchdown in there, maybe even on one of the first few drives I could see it happening, but the Raiders' defense will tighten up. And then I think our offense will go off. I think... Uh, I think uh, we'll go down four touchdowns, couple at field goals in there as well. I think the game will pretty much be out of reach by the fourth quarter. I'm going to go something like it'll be like 31 to 13, 31 to 10, something like that, and and we'll uh, we'll have it in the bag by the fourth quarter. I, I I like this offense. I like rugs. In fact, one of my bold predictions for offense was going to be rugs, but we'll wait to see on that. I I I felt like going with. Uh, uh, J- Jacobs over McCaffrey was a little bit more bold, but don't be surprised if Ruggs sees the end zone not once, but potentially twice in this game. I could see it happening against this Panthers defense. This Panthers defense is another thing. They've lost a lot of people. The Panthers defense is... is they lost the heart of it in Keekley. Right, and that's who I'm mostly thinking about. Without Keekley there, uh, th- that's going to be tough, man. And so I like the Raiders offense against... I saw- Panthers I saw defense. some information floating around. It's an article on the Panthers website because I was looking at their roster before the before we started this just to see what who they had. They do have Robbie Anderson, the much wanted wide receiver uh, from the Jets. Raider Nation yep. wanted Robbie Anderson in silver and black last year and this year. They also have DJ Moore um, and then Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, but. Um, there, where was I going with that? Oh, the the article said that uh, Tyre Whitehead has dropped thirty pounds from what he was playing at last year, and he um, is going to fill the void left by Keekley. I about lost, uh, oh my lost my supper because I almost shot it out my nose across the room. I about started laughing so hard I was like. <laughs> Yeah, Whitehead filling Keekly's shoes. Imagine being naive enough to think that that was even remotely possible and actually convincing yourself and publishing an article saying that Whitehead will fill 
Keekly shoes. It's almost, I mean, it's laughable. It's sad, maybe even, uh, but that is why, not happening. Why would, why would you even, like, if I'd be insulted if I'm Keekly that you used that <laughs> Whitehead is coming up in the same breath as Keekly. Like, yeah. that's and ridiculous. It's not, it's not like I hate Whitehead. Like, he played hard. He did well against the run, but good grief, the dude just couldn't cover anybody. So it's, no. I mean, if I'm the, like I said before, if the Raiders cannot find out a way to get him isolated in coverage on Waller or Jacobs, I mean, we love the, or Richard, because we love the draw, the check downs. There's, I mean, <laughs> it's, there's no, re, there's no point in being in the NFL. You have no business being in the NFL if you can't scheme against a player that you know how they play. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. they should be, the, the offense should be salivating, you know, going against Whitehead. Like you should know that like, look, you know, it, first thing that everybody's going to say is, well, he led the team in tackles. Well, yeah, you know, it's easy to tackle somebody when you chase him down, you know, nine yards past the line of scrimmage and you tackle him, you know, and like, you celebrate, but they got the first down anyways. Yeah. On a third and eight, you know, it's like, okay, so you gave him nine yards. Yeah. But it was a solo tackle, baby. Um, yeah, so that's basically what you had out of Whitehead. So, yeah, I, you're you're 100% right, Tyler. Like we should feast on that matchup all, you know, all game long. So, it shouldn't be any any Will he make a play or two probably? Sure. He'll probably come downfield. He'll probably sniff out make the a run. pick 6. <laughs> <laughs> or cause Don't a fumble. You put that evil on me. Oh, jeez. Anyway, everybody across the board going for the Raiders. I like it. I think even though it's an East Coast Time zone, like you talked about earlier, Birch, uh, the teams who have the most, you know, continuity in the offseason, I think that's who's going to get off to a hot start at least first. And I think that's going to play well for the Raiders at least week one and uh, get a W heading back, getting ready for Monday night against the Saints. Gentlemen, do we have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off? Unfortunately, the Raiders uh, in the games that this referee has Reft for oh us. We're oh, Owen five. I can't remember it, his. Please name. tell me it's not Gene. Well, Gene Steratore no. doesn't ref anymore. Yeah, so he's it's retired. not Gene. Good. <laughs> um, gosh dang! I wonder if look, I look. We all know that there it. are going to be at least two two flags. Okay, three. There are going to be three flags that are going to be like, what in the world was that on the Raiders? So we're going to have to play through it. The Raiders are going to have to be, you know, bigger than that and play through it. And we can't blame it on, oh, but that one pass interference call, you know, in the midfield, that's really what lost the game. No, we're going to have to play through it. Like, I think we, everybody understands that now and gets that now. Is it fair? No. Um, is there a bias? I would say yes. And I'm not, guys, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a conspiracy theorist, but it's, it is weird even through in my lifetime of watching Raider football just the amount of, I mean, do you need to look any further than, you know, the, the fumble, the Charles Woodson fumble, the, the, the index card. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. I don't know what they have, what acts they have to grind against the Raiders. Um, you know, the joke last year was like, Hey, maybe when we lose, move to Vegas, all this will be left behind. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, um, look, you just, just, Understand, Raider Nation, prepare for it. There are going to be two to three calls on Sunday that are just going to be complete bull hockey. 
Um, but we're going to have to, we'll win despite it. Okay. Tyler. I am trying to find this guy's name, who it is. And I, uh, (laughs) I cannot, I can't find it, but I saw a stat that we're 0 and 5 in the games that he has, uh, been the head referee. So that stinks. We know that we don't play so hot on the East coast. Um, right. so there are a lot of things stacked against us, but yep. I'm like, I said, like, if you can't come in, I, I saw a thing where, um, they asked Gruden, like how, you know, how do you prepare for Matt rule? Um, and you're like, he said, well, we watched uh tape of him at Baylor. We watched tape of him at temple. And so, I mean, that is a disadvantage he's never coached uh, a game in the NFL so you don't know any tendencies you don't know what his offense is really going to look like and so I mean it is difficult but as a head coach that's been there before Gruden should be able to look at that other roster um, who has actually quite a few good names at least on paper but just be like look here's Whitehead um, and that's that's where we're going at. Birch, do you remember on uh, Waterboy, there's that one kickoff and the guy's looking and he he's looking for, they need an onside kick. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And what he says, oh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> that's where I would be looking every play on offense is where's Tyre Whitehead and I'm kicking or I'm I'm running either right at him or I'm, I'm getting him uh, isolated in coverage and just picking on that all day long. Heck, even Richard out of the backfield, like, against Whitehead. Yeah, I'd take that. Until he fumbles. Take that nine times out of ten. Well, gentlemen, nothing left to do but get ready for game day. I'm excited as always. Hopefully, no letdown. Hopefully, we start the season off strong, 1-0 get this thing underway hoping to I truly hope you know we we make fun of car we we don't uh no we don't make fun of car never unnecessarily we just don't i don't know we don't lick his boots i guess would be the best family friendly way to put it um so we're honest but we do that with all players um on the team we're straightforward we and so i honestly could tell you i hope car comes out and has a 375 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions type game. And he is back to MVP form. Nothing would make me happier than to see Carr lead this team to an 11 and 5, 12 and 4 type season. We make a run in the playoffs. So, um, nothing against him. It's just that, look, when you look at the seven years of work that he's put up, like there's not a lot exactly that you can be, you can point to and go, ah, here's a reason to have hope. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully this Sunday, he gives us some reason to have hope again, returns to that 2016 form, and uh, we can rejoice and hopefully end this rather weird, odd, terrible year on a high note with the Raiders, uh, uh, you know, on a rising tide heading towards the playoffs. So that's my hope anyway. We will see if it comes to fruition starting Sunday. Gentlemen, you have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off? Looks like nope. I cannot good. find that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's still on the hunt. Somebody's probably yelling at it at their radio or in their earphones. Like, it's this guy. And so we apologize for that. But 
in here. Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. And hopefully we'll all be celebrating a victory come Sunday. We'll have a victory podcast next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one. Just win, baby.